Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto-Casper here with our special series of podcasts based on our new book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Supper, Recipes, Stories, and Opinions. My co-author and The Splendid Tables producer, Sally Swift, is here as well. Hi. You know, we designed these podcasts to look at some of the more elemental things in the kitchen. But for a more detailed guide to recipes and recommendations, be sure to take a look at our book, How to Eat Supper. You'll find information on that at SplendidTable.org. Now, the goal of these podcasts is to give you a practical guide to feeding yourself and the people that you care about. We want to talk about the logic behind ingredients and dishes so that you can riff on what you find in the market, what you feel like eating, and what you've got time to do. My theory is knowledge is not only power, it's freedom. This week, we are talking about one of the loves in my life, I swear to you. (laughs) We would not be here without beans. My family lives on them. I think for your kids, they're one of the four basic food They groups. are one of the four yeah. basic food I, I can't believe you've done this. Now, if you just walk down a market aisle, you can see the variety of beans out there. They come in every color. They're speckled. They're not speckled. And if you decide you want to spend money or go out of your way, there are all of these exotic beans. I mean, things like Jacob's Cattle Beans, Anasazi, Azuki, Calypso's, Christmas, Cranberry, Eye of the goat beans. Have you ever tried those? No, I haven't. But how could you possibly resist when you see a bag of those beans lying on the counter? You have to try them. Exactly. And by the way, my all-time favorite is chickpeas. But this is the real point. Beans are like sponges. They not only have their own flavors, but they absorb the flavors around them like little sponges. I mean, they're great to dress in any kind of way you want to. That's exactly right. And they keep like nothing else. Um, You know, there are two ways to look at beans because you can go down the can route, which is pretty good. And, you know, we can find good organic beans almost anywhere. And you rinse them off and you're good to go. They're really quite high quality. The other canned beans that I really love are the Goya brand, which you can find everywhere. They're quite excellent. There's one other thing, you know, about Mm -hmm. canned beans. Unless you are on a restricted diet, it makes a big difference to read a label and find out. You don't want salt-free beans. They need that little bit of salt to come away. That's where they get their flavor. But cooking dried beans, I think people are really leery of doing it. It's quite simple. Yeah, and I think people think it takes a lot of time. But let me tell you this. Um, Harold McGee is a food scientist. He did a book called On Food and Cooking that Sally and Neither I... Neither of us can live without it. Yeah. I mean, it really... It's in both our kitchens. And he talks about the fastest way to cook dried beans. And he says the fastest way is that you soak them in hot water, okay? Because as the water temperature goes up, the cooking time for the beans is going to go down. You cover the beans with boiling water. You let them soak... You give them a couple of hours, no more. Now, if you're going to leave them for a longer period of time, put them in the refrigerator. Now, when you're ready to cook, you drain off that water. You cover them with fresh water by about two inches. Throw in maybe a couple of bay leaves. I always add some garlic. Whatever seasonings you want. Just don't add anything with acid in it like tomatoes because that will keep the beans hard. At any rate... Throw in any flavorings you want and then simmer them really gently. Now, the thing that McGee says that is interesting, too, is two things. One is draining off that water that you soak the beans in helps lessen, may I say, their after effects, Uh, which is an interesting thought. It also loses minerals, but, you know, you can't have everything. And the other thing that I thought was so interesting is that those beautifully patterned beans like Appaloosa beans that look like, you know, an Appaloosa horse, all those that beautiful patterning, you can keep that pattern more intact if you don't stir them as often when you cook them, which is really I thought so that was sweetly simple. 
Yeah. I love yeah, that. Because one of the most disturbing things is you buy, like calypso beans are black and white. They're magnificent. But if you stir them a lot, you lose that. You know, I have been really more and more finding myself drawn into the frozen food aisle just to get bags of frozen beans. There's a huge variety showing up. All the edamame. I mean, you know, five years ago, you couldn't find yeah. frozen soybeans. Yeah. And they are everywhere these days. Yeah. They're a little more expensive when they call them edamame instead of soybeans, but you can find them. <laughs> um, black eyed peas freeze incredibly well. And then my very favorite, which is the very, very much maligned baby lima bean. They're incredible beans. We did something in the book when we were testing for the book where we chopped up pink lady apples, which are very tart and very firm, Mm -hmm. and sautéed them in butter with salt and pepper and baby limas. And it is quite dreamy. Yeah. And it was that simple. And by the way, you could use Granny Smith apples as well. It was it was fast, it was easy, and it was great. One of the things about beans that you need to understand to really make it fly is to understand how seasonings work with them. Because Lynn, as you said, they're sponges. That's right. And obviously, you can do the very simple things. I mean, that pot of beans you've just boiled, you know all the fuss over Tuscan cooking? Right. Well, if you want to serve beans, the Tuscans, by the way, are known in Italy. They're, they're called the bean eaters. They love beans. You would just take those beans, cook them with a lot of sage and garlic, if you think Mm -hmm, of it. mm -hmm. But the idea is you just drain them. You put them on the table. You have oil and vinegar on the table and salt and pepper. So perfect. And if you want to make a meal out of that, some whole grain bread. And a nice salad and you're good to go. That's it. And you want to eat Tuscan? That's eating Tuscan. But let's talk about what flavors beans. They love bright flavors, you know, like vinegar, tomatoes, all the citrus flavors, Mm -hmm. citrus peel, actual juices, Mm -hmm. lemon juice. Once they're cooked, that's when you can start adding the acids. Now, you do something like fresh lemon juice, hot chili, and a bit of fresh tomato with beans. Unbelievable. Absolutely perfect. But beans, the other thing is they also love warm spices. They love cinnamon. They love cloves. They love coriander. Oh. There's a recipe that we've done in the book for refried beans, which it uses really – it's insanely simple. It's my kind of backup recipe when I have a whole bunch of kids show up at my door. And it's with canned kidney beans, and um, it, it's scented with cloves and cinnamon. Why don't you explain how you do them? Lightly brown onion and garlic. Being very careful, the minute you smell that garlic, you want to add the beans so mm-hmm. you don't burn it. Mm-hmm. Um, add drained a couple of drained cans of kidney beans and a little bit of chopped canned tomatoes. There you go, three yeah. cans. Yeah. And you start mashing it. You mash it and mash it and mash it, and you boil it down until it thickens. And you flavor that with cloves and cinnamon and <laughs> salt and pepper, obviously. So, but the thing that she does that is just finishes the dish perfectly is a little bit of butter gets melted into the beans, barely melted. It's like a tablespoon for four people. But Sally, those, (laughs) I'm not kidding. I mean, I ate them out of the pan when I tested the recipe. I'm going to go down for my refried beans. But really the way to serve those beans is either, I mean, you could trick kids quite easily by giving them a bowl of chips and a big bowl of those beans and they will absolutely scarf them down. But also they're just wonderful burritos and tostadas. I eat them with a salad. They're fabulous. They're dinner. Yep. It's an easy, easy way to feed yourself midweek. Hey, well, that is it for this week. Have a great one. And for more information on our book, How to Eat Supper, our podcast, and our radio program, The Splendid Table, be sure to visit SplendidTable.org. Have a great week, and we'll be back.